Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. We believe in being real about what the Bible says, simple in how we convey it, and intentional in how we pursue Him. Amen, amen. Thank y'all so much for being here. Can we just give the band and give Lord just a shout of praise, hand clap, whatever you got. I don't know who you're sitting next to, but if you don't know who they are already, and if you do know who they are already, say what's good to them real quick. Say what's good, say I'm glad you're here, you look nice. Even if you got a lie, say you look nice. You look nice. Yo, so I, I saw one of the challenges that y'all had was to have like some like cool, some cool socks. And uh, I do this thing, and my socks don't even fit really well right now, but I do this thing where I preach in the same socks. Like, of course I wash them, of course I wash them. But I want y'all to check this out real quick. All right, on this side it says back. Everybody got that? Back. All right, and then on this side it says off. So y'all need to back off a little bit. You don't have to stand up in the front, back off a little bit. But, man, y'all did a great job. Thank y'all so much. Um, dude, I, I, I was just blown away getting asked to uh, do this. And, uh, man, it just it, it really hit me, man, because, like, I was sitting where you're sitting not too long ago. I, I'm 21 years old. I uh, go to Troy University. I'm going to be a senior. If we don't make a victory lap and have to go another year, um, come on, Jesus, we need you. And so I, I'm there, and I lead this really awesome ministry called Pursuit Ministries. And, man, it's, it's blessed my life. We started about a year and a half ago. And we start with no money, no nothing, and just, just a vision that God put on our heart. And now we have over 130, 140 kids coming each week. So I know if you're not clapping right now, I know you're clapping in your heart. Because I, know, I can tell you one thing, Troy University needs it, including myself. So got a couple of people that are here. We're going um, to make this little group, group activity thing. So uh, I'm going to say something. I want you to uh, repeat it back to me, okay? So say, come on. Come on, say... Uh, Say amen. amen. Say preach it, white boy up there in skinny jeans with holes in them. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all shout me down now. All right, so you're, you're not going to scare me. I'm with college students all the time, and we got some weird people that come up in there, but we are welcome to anybody, just like the church is supposed to be. So you might be in college, you walk around, it's like, dude, that guy's weird, but you can really do whatever you want to because everybody's weird. You're just like, hey, I'm over here like praying out loud. They're like, everybody's weird here, so it's all good. So I don't know what... Uh, what, how, how you got here today, maybe it was a planned out event, you ended up here and it was like, oh man, like I, I had this planned out for weeks and then some of y'all, I know how it is, maybe you like just cleaned up your room and your mom was like, okay, I'm going to let you go, quit bugging the crap out of me and get out the house. Some of y'all, that might be your story. So I, uh, I told you if, you, if if you attend South Point regularly, I got a chance to preach here on a Sunday morning and I, I try to always start off, guys, I'm going to help you out, is that okay? Can I help you out, guys? I, guys are like, uh, I don't know. I don't, that, that's the problem. That's what we start off with is that guys are a little awkward when it comes to girls. And, and they're kind of like, I don't know really what to say. So I'm help you out, okay? All right, I'm going to tell you the same one. And then I got another one for you, okay? So, guy, if you, you might just want to stick this in the back of your head. Say, hey, I've been reading my Bible a lot lately. And I was in the, the book of Numbers. And yours isn't in there. So I'm going to help you all out. That, that, was, that was a freebie. That was a freebie. Okay, so girls, girls. All right, so when a guy comes up to me and says, girl, you are fine. Says, you're fine. You know what you say? You say, yeah, I'm fine without you. Okay? So I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you something for both, both uh, sexes. So I, I'm trying to help you all out a little bit, whether that's uh, fending off or that's uh, trying to attract. But I'm glad you're all here today. Hopefully that lightened the mood just a little bit. I, uh, I, gotta, I, I absolutely love preaching at night. Like, it's something that I, that's just how I started. And... Uh, I wasn't a preacher when this started. I was just kind of like, hey, the task needs to be done. Somebody's got to bring a message. And I was like, 
I'll give it my best shot, okay? I, I'll try. And it was, it was awful. It was awful. I'm going to be straight with you. I was really bad, really bad. And everybody was like, hey, like, you can kind of preach a little bit longer. Because I had like 12 minutes worth of material, and we probably ran like seven. I was like, man, that's, that's kind of rough, dude. If you, you know, if you were to show up in the church and the preacher's just kind of like, hey, we're so glad y'all are here. Gave it like a two-minute message and then like, like hey, y'all go back. It's like, no, nah, that, that ain't how it works. So it, it was really bad. And so like one thing that I, I, I've just, I'm used to preaching at night, so I'm glad y'all gave me this opportunity because I think that, like there's like a really cool, like especially we're talking about like the light. And one thing is, is that when you're outside and you know it's light outside and of course you can't necessarily see light as easy, but when you're at, when it's nighttime, you could go out in the middle of nowhere and you're like, man, look at all the stars. So I think there's a, there's a, there's a part of us that like, man, it's like Jesus at night. Y'all ever seen that SpongeBob episode where they're like, at night? We're going to be Jesus at night. So I got a really cool uh, message I want to share with y'all. I, uh, I did some digging and I was trying to think about, I mean, what, you know, we're talking about light. But I was trying to think about what to share with you guys, man. And, and it was something that I was kind of like trying to figure it out and so uh, I ended up, if you want to turn your Bibles there, it's in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. And in this time, Jesus is, everybody knows that if you know anything about, if you know anything about Jesus, you know anything about the gospel is that the wages for our sin is death. So someone had to die, and that's what Jesus did for us. And when you actually understand that, Jesus has a whole new glimpse. Because when you understand that, man, the sin that I possess in myself, the mess-ups, the struggles, the temptations that are in my heart, once I see that that is what Jesus saved me from, that the price for those sins is death. Okay? We got that straight? The price for those sins is death. Okay, so when Jesus came, He said, look, I am on a mission. I'm going to give a couple of sermons. I'm going to help you all out. I'm going to make things simpler. I'm going to help you out. Okay? But what happens is, is He said, look, I am here on a mission. And that mission is, is that someone has to die for your sin. So praise God that our Savior came down to this earth and saved us from those sins so that we can be alright with God. Amen? We agree on that? So, so it's, it's something that if, you, if you've just kind of been raised in church, you don't really understand that. And maybe you hadn't been around at all and you're kind of like, man, what is sin? That's like all that bad stuff in your heart. And like I just laid out for you, that's the gospel. Okay? So what we see is that Jesus is about to tell his disciples, he's like, look, I am on a mission, okay? I am on a mission, and I've got to tell you what that is. So these disciples, man, they're just regular old dudes, man. They're just like me. They're just like you. There's nothing special about them. He's over here pulling them off of like fishing boats and like tax collectors, like all over. the, Just pulling them in and saying, hey, look, you, that's who I want. You, that's who I want. So he's got them all together, and they've been doing life together. So in John chapter 14... Verses 1 through 6, what we see is that how this starts off is Jesus is telling them and he's, he's about to drop this bomb on them, okay? Like this is like you might, been going to, you might have been going to school like your whole life, but like today matters, okay? Like today is the day I'm going to give you some life-changing news. And he's saying, he's saying, look, I've got to go die on a cross, okay, for your sin so that you can be right with God. That's how much I love you. So he's laying it out for him, and this is where we pick up because, the, of course, the disciples are like, man, what the heck? What, like, I don't know if I fully understand. It says, Jesus tells me, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe in me also. My Father's house has many rooms. Stop right there. One thing that I believe is that there are people who don't know Jesus in this world. We, our Father's house has many rooms. We need more ministries. We need more churches. We need more Christians actually following Jesus, going out and living it each and every day. 
Because our, our Father's house has many rooms. And that's where Jesus is saying, look, I'm going to this house, and it's got so many rooms that, look, I'm going to leave you, but I'm going to leave you with the Holy Spirit, but you've got to know that I'm going somewhere, there's lots of rooms. So sometimes, sometimes what you'll see is religion is like, hey, we're going to do us, and we're going to kind of get culty. We're going to just do our people. No, no, no. This Jesus that I believe in, he says, look, we've got plenty of room. Let them all in. Anybody. I, I, one thing that, that I love to hear is a pastor, like not a pastor, but someone that, that ministers the gospel is that when people at Troy come into our ministry, they come in there and they, they get the Jesus on. We have a Jesus party. You know what I'm saying? A little like, I mean, we, we, we kill it up in there. I mean, it, 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 it ain't no joke up in there, man. So what happens is, is that I'll hear people later on. They're like, hey, I can't believe that so-and-so came, came the other night. Man, that is music to my ears. Look, if my father's house has many rooms, then that means that it doesn't matter what you've been through, what sin have you just been taking your life. Look, when Jesus steps in, all that changes. All that is forgiven. So Jesus says, I don't care what your past is, you can roll with me. You can roll with me. And I don't know where you sit tonight, but our God's house, it's got many rooms. It's got many rooms. So we still got some work to do. He goes on and he continues and he says, if that were not so, if, uh, he's saying like, if, the, if there's not many rooms here, he says, I would have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I, were, and if I go and prepare, flipping page, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back, take you with me, so that you may be there where I am. You know the, you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said, and, and check this out, Thomas says something that I feel like we can all relate to, okay, in this moment. Sometimes we might be reading the Bible and we're like, man, like, I don't understand it. Like, it, it's hard. Look, this is what Thomas says is that Jesus is saying, like, I, I'm going. I'm going to this place. And Thomas says, he says, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. He says, so how can we know the way? So he's like, look, 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 look. Jesus, I understand what you're saying. Like, it's good, but we don't know, man. Like, like there, have you ever had, like, a test that you're taking and you're like, yo, like, I missed day one and day two, and day three. So there's no way I'm going to get day four. Like, that's what he's saying. It's like, you need to roll this shit back just a little bit. Jesus, we don't know what you're talking about. I feel like lots of us read the Bible, and we're like, man, I don't, I, I, I've been trying my hardest, but I don't really understand what this is saying. Thomas feels you. There's people all in this Bible that can relate to people just like us. So he says, this is, he's like, yo, you got to tell us what the way is. And this is what Jesus' answer is. Check this out. Check this out. It says, Jesus answered, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. I don't know if you've ever been like around some people and it's like, like all this mumbo gumbo of like, hey, like maybe you do you and I'll do me. And then maybe somewhere in eternity we'll kind of like meet up. We'll end up in the same place. Or maybe you'd be a good person and I'll kind of like, like try to do my best. And then like somewhere down the, no, 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 no. Jesus, he's going to clear all that up. Y'all ever like sitting in school and you're like, yo, I am so confused right now. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was wondering if it was just a couple of us down here. So, so I, I don't know if you've ever done that, but I've been sitting in many classrooms like, yo, we got to roll it back, man. I did not catch that. I'm confused. Look, this is what Jesus did when he came. He said, look, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. You know what that means? That means that he just simplified it all. All these things that the world is telling you, like, go get more money and you'll be happy. If you earn enough money, if you have enough friends, if you've got enough followers on social media, you're going to be all right. No, 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 no. He says, look, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me.
He made it so much more simple. So I'm going to pray for us and we're really going to dive into this. God, thank you so much for today. God, we thank you just for being able to come in, God. It's just a whole bunch of Christians, God, that are coming in here, God, just to lift your name up. God, we got a big school year coming. God, I pray that you will. God, if there's anything in our hearts that we need to be stripped of, God. God, if there's anything in our, in our minds, God, that, we need to be, that needs to be taken out, God, I pray that tonight will be that night. God, we just know how much prayer and how much planning has gone into tonight. God, I just pray we know we know that you're going to show up. You've already showed up. God, I pray that these students, God, they will open up their hearts for what you have to say tonight. God, it won't be a word that Chase speaks. God, it'll be you speaking through me. God, we know that's when you change lives. God, we know that's when circumstances change, God. So we're going to give this night up to you. In your name, amen. Y'all mind if I tell y'all a story real quick? All right. Come on, y'all want a story? All right, so I'm going to tell it to you anyway. That's how it rolls around here, okay? All right, so look, I was going to, I was going to school uh, about two years ago. Moving into my apartment. So literally everything that I had that, I, that was going to my college apartment in that car. All right, everything. Like I'm talking like, like toothbrush, phone charger, uh, clothes, uh, textbooks, like it, it, you name it, in that car, okay? So I'm driving and I go to Troy University, like I said, so I'm driving and I get to Louisville, Alabama. Y'all know where that is? Yeah. If you blink, you're going to miss it, all right? So I'm driving and I, and, I, and I start going and just to let you know, I have not... Don't know anything about cars, all right? No clue. Some of y'all park up at Sonic, and I'm like, dude, power to you, man, but you could probably fix my car five times before I could even figure out where, like, anything is on it. So I'm driving, and I start feeling this, like, I start seeing some of the gauges go different, and I was like, man, I don't know, man. Maybe we're about to take off. Like, maybe this thing's actually an airplane. So, so we start driving, and, and I'm, I'm by myself, and I start hearing some bad noises. So, you know, I, I turn up the music so I don't have to listen to some bad noises. So we keep going a little bit farther, and... When I'm saying we, I mean like me and the Holy Spirit, because this is obviously a God moment. Like, he, he ain't going to leave me like this. All right, so, so I'm driving, and I start hearing this noise. And so apparently, like, I get to, I get to the gas station. I pull over over in uh, Louisville, Alabama, in the freeway. That's what they called it back in the day. Freeway. It's not no longer the freeway. It's just a gas station. So back, back in the free day, freeway days. So I pulled over, and, uh, and, like, dude, just smoke's coming out. And I'm like, all right, this ain't a good sign. I don't know nothing about cars. This ain't a good sign, all right? So I was... Uh, kind of lifted up the hood and I'm like whoa man this is this is a little bit worse than I thought it was man like everything was going out of whack stuff spewing everywhere and I'm like oh dude we'll put some more water in it we'll be good we'll keep on going yeah like like this ain't nothing but nothing but a road stop you know we're just stopping here to get something to drink all right so I uh I go inside and I'm like I think it I think it needs some water so I, I grabbed some water and I bought it from him and turns out yo turns out check this out turns out my radiator in my car had absolutely no water so if you're like me and you don't really know much about cars, I'm like, yo, I put gas in it. Gas costs a lot of money, so if I put the more expensive stuff in there, I probably shouldn't need any water in there, man. Like, they're like, oh, but it runs hot. I'm like, yo, well, check, why, why can't I just get like less gas mileage and not, not run it? So I, I was all confused. So there's people over there trying to like fix my car. They're like over there like like cutting stuff off, and I'm like, uh, go for it, man. Like it ain't working right now. You can't break it anymore. So he's people over there cutting stuff off. I got all my stuff like. I called my parents. I was like, yo, you got to come get me. I'm trying to get to Troy. And of course, that day it rained too. So it's just like, man, it's a bad day. So I got all my stuff lined up along the gas station outside. Got all my stuff out there. People are trying to buy it off me. I'm like, dude, man, like my car's broken down. I ain't trying to sell you my t-shirts, like go on somewhere. And so I actually, dude, I actually, uh, I walked over. There was actually, I was like, man, I hit the jackpot. Actually, like there's an auto parts place right across the street. 
It's like, man, it, I can't believe Louisville even has like two stores that are still functioning. So I was like, I, I roll up in there. I was like, hey, man, like my car broke. Uh, can you come help me? And he was like, I can. I'm, I'm the only one working today. So I punched him in the face and I walked out and I, <laughs> messing with y'all, messing with y'all. So anyway, so what happens is, is that look like I, I had everything that I needed, OK, to be successful at college. I got my clothes, got my phone charger, I got my laptop. I got everything that is of my possession in that car. But I missed one little detail, one little thing. Like, you need to put water in your car. I missed that one little detail, and that stopped me from getting where I was going. Have you ever been, have you ever been going somewhere and, like, you forgot a phone charger? Oh, man, I'm going to need Jesus to step in. I forgot a phone charger. Have you ever been going somewhere and you forgot, like, a fan? Like, did anybody else sleep with a fan? Raise your hand real quick. I knew y'all are saved. All right, so... I sleep with a fan, man. I forgot a fan one time. I forgot a belt one time. Like, man, you get there, like, I had everything that I needed. But that one thing, that one little item that you forgot. I hope that I don't live my life as a Christian, going through this world, accumulating everything that I can, money, uh, just friends, all this stuff, and forgetting the one thing that actually matters, which is a relationship with Jesus. That's what stopped me from getting to Troy was that little bit of water. If I'd had a little bit of water, I would have made it. If I'd had that phone charge, it'd been all right. But I hope that I don't go my whole life and miss the very, the only thing that even matters in this life, and that's the relationship with Jesus. Because so many people, society will tell you, hey, if you'll, if you'll do more, if you'll be better, if you'll look cooler, then you're going to be all right. And when Jesus came, He made that so simple. He said, look, I don't know what, it, what, what in your life that has been consuming you, I'm going to make it simpler. Look, the only thing that matters is that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. He made it so much more simple. I think that he made it simple so that we could understand it. Because I know I ain't that smart. (laughs) I I think it's cool when people invite me to do stuff like this, but I really feel like there's some people in this room right now that are young ministers, whether you know it or not, whether you're screwing around like I was when I was sitting in your seat. There's people in here that they're going to grow up one day and they're going to be in ministry. So I would encourage you, one thing that I do when I get up here, I don't try to preach anything I don't have. I don't got a seminary degree, I don't got a d- degree in theology. I won't be a follower of Jesus and that's it. I'm not going to try to overcomplicate or try to explain something that I don't know. I'm going to tell you the simple gospel. I think that's what Jesus did when he came. He made things more simple. Is anybody glad that Jesus made things more simple? Like no longer... No longer do I have to go outside and sacrifice some animal. I don't got to do that anymore. Jesus made that so much more simple. And man, I am thankful for it. Thankful for it. That's why I'm here tonight. So I was, I was thinking of a way to kind of tie this together. If you'll flip over, if you've got a Bible, if you'll flip over to Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. I forgot to give you the, the, uh, the title for this, and it's been up there the whole time. It's called No More Waiting. I thought like lots of times as Christians, man, we live our life waiting for the next moment waiting for the next conference, waiting for the next event like this, and we never actually look at our daily lives and say, how can I be a follower of Jesus? Jesus, what can I do today that's going to that's gonna satisfy you? No more waiting, guys. This sin that's still in my heart, no more waiting. Get rid of it tonight. There's some urgency to this gospel. No more waiting. No more waiting. So flip over to Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Let's see if I got it. Here it is. You there? Say you there. Sweet. We got five people with us. Let's go. All right. Jesus says this, and I think it's so cool. A little context before we get started. 
Alright, so Jesus is preaching. He's going to preach this message. And there's a whole bunch of people that were considered nobodies. People that really, I mean, look, they took the day off from work. Like your boy did today. Come on, somebody. Jesus is good. We took the day off today. Alright, so there's a whole bunch of people that are just, they're showed up on this mountainside. We really don't even know how many of them there are, but there are a good amount. So many so that it's not just like a small group. Like, like this is in the Bible because it's so significant, okay? So Jesus is preaching to these maybe thousands of people, just regular old ordinary people just like you and me, and this is what he tells them. This is what he tells them. He says, you, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it up under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everything in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So what he's doing, look, look Jesus is giving this. And if you hadn't heard anything, you're like, man, there's no way that Jesus could love somebody like me. Like, man, like I, I, I'm texting on my phone right now. There ain't no way that he, like, he's going to use somebody like me because I ain't even paying attention right now. Check this out. All right, so look, this dude. Jesus walking around, he gives this sermon to these people that were really of no significance. And you know what he tells them? Check this out. You know what he tells them? He says, you are the light of the world. He says, that's who you are. And so what you got is you got these ordinary people with this great calling of light. Hey, look, you are the light of the world. It's like, whoa. You're talking about I am the light of the world. Like, there's been these people that are way smarter than me that know a whole lot more about the Bible. Why aren't they the light of the world? Jesus, Jesus, throughout his ministry, hangs out with sinners, just like me and you. He's hanging out with those people that are hurt, they're injured, man. They got, they got something wrong with them. They've got this illness called sin. That's who he hangs out with. He doesn't hang out with the religious people that, that, that seem like they know everything, but they don't know Jesus. He looks into some regular old people just like me and you, and he says, you are the light of the world. Man, that's crazy stuff, dude. I don't know about you, but... I think about, man, there's not much in me that's, that's really crazy. Just a regular old dude. God's been blessing my life all this time, but he looks at people just like me and you, and he says, you are the light of the world. Man, let that sink in for a second. That means that there's not a thing in you, nothing that you can't do because Christ is in you. If you're a Christian, that means that, man, I, I got some dreams. Like, I, I, like I want to I do this one day. That means that, look, when Jesus is in your life, you are the light of the world. All things are possible through Christ who strengthens me, okay? That's what he's saying. He's looking at some regular people saying, look, you are the light of the world. Absolutely blows my mind. So I got, I got some two trains of thoughts for you real quick. So I think that when we're reading the scripture before I go any further, I think that, that one thing that we have to notice is that he says, you are the light of the world. That means that you're not going to be the same light that I am. You're, you're, we're both going to be lights, but there's going to be a little bit of difference. There's going to be a little difference in color, a little bit difference in how bright we are. I, I pray that we want to constantly get brighter, but that means that we're not going to all have the same skill sets. I might get the microphone, but there's somebody back there running sound. There's somebody that had to play in the band. There's somebody that had to play this thing. Playing this thing. Sorry about that. <laughs> Everybody, you are the light of the world. That's what he says is that you are the light of the world. Even though you're different. That's how when we all come together and we do stuff like this, it's amazing and it gets done. But the thing is, is that we can sit in this huddle as Christians our whole entire lives and miss the call that He's put on our life saying that you are the light of the world and that we need to go into our schools and be the lights of the world. Don't just show up to church and want to do Christian-y things and then once you, know, you hoop and holler on Sunday, shout me down, and then on Monday, back in the same sin. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm saying that, look, if I'm the light of the world, that means there's not a thing in this world that I want because I'm the brightest thing in it. Meaning that Jesus is in my heart. There's no temporary satisfaction that I'm going to dwell in because I've got Jesus. I've got Jesus in my heart. I'm good. I don't, need, I, don't, I don't need any other thing in my life. I don't need to be the starting football player. I don't, need to be, I don't need to have more followers. I'm good. I'm ready to go because I am the light of the world. No matter what kind of skill set you bring to the table, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Check this out. Call this no more waiting. I think that one thing I want to point out to you, and hear me real clear, I hear this still to this day. I'm going to tell you something. Be where your feet are. Anybody ever heard that? Be where your feet are. If you don't know what that means, I'll kind of give you an example. What happens is, is that, uh, and you, you know this, this isn't nothing new to you, okay? So in middle school, all you hear is, man, I cannot wait to get to high school. All right, so then when you get to high school, man, I cannot wait to get to college. All right, then whenever you get into college, then all I hear now is that, man, I cannot wait to be married and have a family. I'm on step. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Let me tell you something. You need to be where your feet are. Right now, right here, right now, Jesus says you are the light of the world. That means that you need to be where your feet are. Your feet are in Eufaula, Alabama right now. That means that the gospel needs to be preached. There needs to be Christians that are actively living out their faith each and every day here in Eufaula, Alabama. That's where I'm from. I'm, I'm from here. I get to come back and preach at things like this because I'm going to be where my feet are. I hope that you have dreams. I, I hope that, man, your head is in the clouds, but I hope you never miss where your feet are. So right here, right now, you're in Eufaula. You're in high school. You're in middle school. That doesn't mean that the, I believe that the best is yet to come, but I think that we need more Christians in schools just like yours following Jesus. Crazy concept, just as simple as that. We need more Christians walking it like they talk it. So much so that even Migos made a song about it that he, he's like, man, I don't care what you believe, but I want to see people walk it like they talk it. I think the same thing happens to us as Christians, man. I hope that you look at me and say, man, that guy walks it like he talks it. You feel me, man? I want to I be somebody that's like, man, that guy right there, he walks it like he talks it. That man right there, dude, he says that he follows Jesus, but he doesn't just say so, he does so. A couple of ways, and I'm going to end it right here, okay? I'm going to give you three points. Can y'all do three points? And then I'm going to preach for another two hours. Y'all good? We good? Bathroom break? No, now we, hey, we're going old Baptist style up in it. We're, we're going, uh, I'm just messing with y'all. All right. Three points. Check this out. Check this out. Getting shouted down by the baby back in the back. Come on. Number one, how are you going to shine your light better? How are you going to be more of a follower of Jesus? Here it is. Number one, love people even when they don't love you back. That's nothing, that's nothing crazy. That's nothing hard. Check this out. Love people even when they don't love you back. When you're in your school and you're walking around and you're trying to be a light for Jesus, two things you can do. You can continue to be that light for Jesus or you can get discouraged and you can back off. Two things. So I pray that, man, that I pray that we will not just sit in here and do cool stuff like this, which is awesome. And I pray that you've experienced God tonight, that hopefully God's touched your life. But I pray that when we go out into our schools, this is a back to school rally. I pray that we don't miss where our feet are. And I pray that when we're going over there and we are trying to love on these people, we're going to love them even when they don't love us back. Mm, man, that's tough. You're talking about even when, like, even when I'm like right and they're wrong, love me when they don't love you back. That's a hard concept, guys. 
So the thing is, is that you can easily get discouraged. You can leave something like this. You can come in here and say, Chase, that was a good word. I appreciate your worship band. Solid job. Thank you very much. But I'll try this one time and then I'm going to quit. If it, if it gets tough, if the going gets tough, then I, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm talking about like when you walk up to someone, you see that person each and every day that sits by themselves at lunch. Man, that's the person that I want to go talk to. That's the person that's got a story. But I'll tell you what is that even when they don't love me back, I'm still going to love them. That's our call to, as Christians. We're supposed to love God and we're supposed to love His people. That even means when they don't love us back. That's number one. Number two. Number two. Your success depends on where you get your satisfaction from. Oh, come on. This is going to encourage somebody. This is going to encourage somebody. Look, it took me years to figure this out. Years to figure this out. Where your satisfaction comes from is going to determine your direction. So if you keep soaking in your sin and soaking in your sadness, like when you go out and you're trying to be a light for Jesus, where is your satisfaction coming from? Is it coming from Jesus? Or is it coming from, oh, they were nice to me when I tried to love them? Now, I know that Jesus loves me. He's not going to change. He is the rock of our salvation. He's not going to change. That's who I'm going to cling to. I'm not going to cling on to whether this situation pans out because He has called me to love them. You feel me? I, that, that's as simple as it gets, is that you can get your satisfaction from drinking, going out and partying, talking to girls, talking to guys, you name it, trying to get more money. But I tell you one thing is that if your satisfaction comes from Jesus and Jesus alone, you don't got to worry about what other people think about you. That sin in your life that you're saying, man, Chase, I, I, I feel that one, man. Like, I got this sin. I've been watching pornography, man. I've got stuff that I'm doing with my girlfriend that I don't even need to mention in church. Where is your satisfaction coming from? Because I have a God. I've got a Savior that I know that Jesus, no matter what I've been through, no matter what I do, He's still going to love me. Because He's the Savior of the world. That there's nothing that I'm going to do that's going to surprise Him. I pray that I never let Him down, but... I want my satisfaction to come from Him. Because Jesus is the only one that can save us. It's not a thing that I can do. I can't save you. Jesus is the only one that can save us. So that's where I want to get my satisfaction from. If I'm going to be the light of the world, that's what Jesus called me. That's not what the world told me. Jesus told me that I am the light of the world. Man, that's a big responsibility. Man, that's saying that, look, you... You, Chase, you, 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 and you follow Alabama in that small town, that small high school. You are the light of the world. And if you will dwell in me, and I in you, there's nothing that can stop us. So you might think, man, I've got some friends that, man, they keep dragging me down. Like, I'm trying to live for Jesus, but like, man, I've just got these people in my life that every time I start doing good, then I just seem to roll it right back. Maybe it's time for you to say, look, friends, look, I love you. And I pray that our relationship, our friendship doesn't cling to whether I'm going to be around. But look, I've got to get right with God tonight. Like, I've got to get straight with Him before I start trying to be your friend because He's the number one in my life. You feel me? Like, I, I, if God is a jealous God, if He wants to be number one in our life, He's going to do whatever it takes to be number one. That might mean that if sports is number one in your life, girls is number one in your life, guys is number one in your life, money... God wants to be number one. Where are, you getting, where are you getting your satisfaction from? Number three, no more playing the fence. 
check this out. All right, so this is the last point. Just get in right, right, right quick. Check this out. All right. When we were trying to start our ministry, I was in a fraternity at college. Had lots of friends in there. But check this out. God put me through some, he put me through some trials. He really had a mature chase before this task got put on him, okay? There was, there was nights that I sat at home and cried trying to figure out what my life was going to be. What is this ministry going to be? God, why did you call me? I am not, I'm nobody. He says, you're the light of the world. No more playing the fence. What I had to do is I had to say, look, I can, I can either be part of this fraternity and trying to lead a ministry and giving 50% over here and giving 50% over here and ain't nothing going to get done. Do you guys want to come to a 50% ministry where we like kind of planned, we kind of follow Jesus here, uh, we kind of see, like we kind of play Jesus, no, 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 like nothing, nothing happens. When you play the fence, that's one thing I had, I had to convict, like God convicted me, I was like, Chase, look, I want you 100%. So I do believe that you, you're on your sports teams for a reason. I believe that you are where you are for a reason. But check this out. No more playing defense. God doesn't want 50% of your life. He can't, that's, not, that's not very much. He can't work. But he, wants, he wants it all. And if I'm saying, Jesus, you are where I get my satisfaction from, I can't be giving him 50% of my satisfaction then wondering why my life seems like it's falling apart. I would rather have Jesus in this life and nothing else than have everything this world has to offer and not have Him. I would rather have Jesus and nothing else than have everything this world has to offer and then spend an eternity in hell. Mm. So some of us, man, we're trying to play the fence. We're trying to get what this world has to offer and then still trying to show up and say, God, use me. I want you to use me, but I'm still going to dwell in this sin right over here. No more playing the fence. No more 50%. Man, this thing is something. This Christianity walk, man, if you're not doing it 100%, it's a really bad hobby. You're giving a week, you're giving a day out of your week just to come in here and do the Christian walk and like just do, wear the t-shirt and you've got it all going on. Man, this thing's a lame hobby if that's all you want to do. But I want to encourage you that your life might get harder when you become a Christian, but it's going to be better. Because now the, the, the sin, the illness that is in my heart the illness that is in your heart, it's got a cure. The doctor is here. We're going to see the doctor. He's got a cure. His name is Jesus. So tonight, you might have showed up saying, man, I don't, Chase, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm here. Like, music was good. Like, beach balls, man, that thing was huge. Your socks are cool. Thank you. But tonight, I really believe that before we go any further, before school really starts back, what if everybody in this room were to say, Jesus, you're going to be the number one in my life? Because if you tell me that I am the light of the world, and you say that everything is possible through Christ, man, that's the road I want to take. Like, I, I, I've tried, maybe I've, I've failed God a little bit. Like, man, I might need to just get right tonight. If you will, if you bow your heads and close your eyes, we're going to take a second because we're all human. We're all people. We're going to mess up. There is sin in our life, man, that we constantly need to get off. I don't know where you sit with God tonight. But check this out. All can be made well. Jesus has already paid the price. 
He's already gone to the cross and died for the sin that you're not willing. You're so just, you got it so deeply within you. Jesus has already saved you. He already knows. Knower of all things. So tonight when nobody's looking, if you're saying, Chase, I got some, I need to get right back with God. I want you to raise your hand real quick on the count of three. One, two, three. Amen. 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 You can put them down. If you're in this place tonight and you don't know Jesus with all the heads bowed and all the eyes closed, if you want to meet him tonight, we can do that. On count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You can lift your hands back up and I'm going to pray for us. Right? Let me tell you something. There was multiple people in this room. Raise their hand. So the thing is, uh, there's, there's this thing that I was, I was telling the Parkview kids the other, the other day. We were talking about this poison called hesitation. Let me tell you something. Hesitation is something that like, hey, I want to talk to that person about Jesus, but I'm kind of scared. So I'm not going to do it. That's hesitation. That's like, I thought about doing it, but I didn't. Ultimately, you didn't do it. So I saw you raise your hand, and God saw you raise your hand, but God wants your heart. This isn't a shameful moment. This is, God, I need to get right with you. So as we go into this next song, I'm going to be standing in the front. Actually, I'm going to stand in the back. If you need someone to pray with you, there's multiple people in here that want to pray with you because we believe tonight is special. We know that God has showed up. But if you just raise your hand, you're like, ah, like I don't see people to see me. Like, go back there. Let me tell you something. This poison called hesitation. I'm glad that Jesus didn't almost go to the cross for me when I almost went back there and got right with Him. Jesus fully went to the cross and He fully died for you and you are fully forgiven. All you got to do is ask for it. So as we go into this next song, I'm going to pray for us and I'm going to be back in there in the back. There's no shame, man. I, I got college students I deal with all the time that, man, they have done some really bad things in their life. Man, their, their home life is bad. You name it. I, I feel like I've heard it and I haven't been doing this very long. I guarantee Miss Kim, I guarantee all of them, they've heard it. Tonight is the night you can get right back with God. And man, we want to celebrate with you when you do. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. Help us spread the word by rating and sharing this podcast.